different topics, different issues. Come along as we face and discuss various things here in Visa V with me, your host, the one and only V. Hi! First of all, thank you for tuning in on our pilot episode of Visa V. I am Sophia Veronica, a sophomore student, also known as V in the university. To give a bit of background about how this podcast came the way it is, given the objective for this series of episodes being educational, I would like to discuss certain issues or events related with every topic we will be digging into. With its literal meaning, vis-a-vis means face-to-face in Latin. Nope, not a TV program, but I would like to incorporate the concept of it as an approach to deal with the issues face-to-face. With me, sharing my own insights, experiences, and other things I see the relevance of connecting with the topic. Combining it all together, the phrase itself and my nickname, there we have it, vis-a-vis. Educational Talks with V. The funny thing about my nickname is my blockmates initially thought it was because of a K-pop group with the same stage name as my nickname. They'd often joke that I am part of this big K-pop group. Pero to clarify lang po, I am not a member of that group. One thing I can share that I am a member of or have membership of is being a citizen of this country. Yep, the first topic that we'll dig into is citizenship training. Article 4 of the 1987 Constitution of the Republic of the Philippines enumerates the list that makes one a citizen of the Philippines. Under Section 1, first, those who are citizens of the Philippines at the time of the adoption of this constitution. Second, those whose fathers or mothers are citizens of the Philippines. Third, those born before January 17, 1973, of Filipino mothers who elect Philippine citizenship upon reaching the age of maturity. And fourth, those who are naturalized in accordance with the law. Under Section 2, It states that natural-born citizens are those who become Filipino citizens without having to perform any act to acquire Philippine citizenship. Those who elect Philippine citizenship in accordance with paragraph 3, section 1, yung mga pinanganak before January 17, 1973, shall be also deemed as natural-born citizens. Under section 3 naman, Philippine Philippine citizenship may be lost or reacquired in the manner provided by law. Section 4 then states that citizens of the Philippines who marry aliens shall retain citizenship unless by their act or omission. Lastly, Section 5 states dual allegiance of citizens is inimical to the national interest and shall be dealt by law. To sum it all up, there are two forms of Filipino citizenship, a summary given to us in my NSTP1 class. First is Filipino by birth, and second is Filipino by naturalization. Yung Filipino by birth, we have two under this. We have U. Soli, 
Latin for right of soil, wherein the place of a person's birth determines their nationality, while the other one is use sanguinis or right of blood. It is the acquisition of the nationality of their natural parents, and the Philippines adheres to this principle. For example, tulad ko na I was born to a Filipino mother and also have a Filipino father. Therefore, under Section 2, I am recognized as a natural-born citizen of the Philippines. And moving on, yung Filipino by naturalization, dito napapasok yung mga foreigners na Filipino citizens. It implies the renunciation of a former nationality and the fact of entrance into a similar relation towards a new body politic. We have three types under this naturalization. We have judicial, legislative, and administrative naturalization. Being a citizen of a democratic state grants one the privileges that protects their rights and at the same time is expected to uphold the duty to support the state. It poses a great importance lalo na ngayon, to know the set of privileges that we have as citizens of the Philippines, a.k.a. the Bill of Rights contained in the Article 3 of the 1987 Constitution of the Philippines. There are a total of 22 sections in the Article 3, and with the limited time we have, sa tingin ko, hindi natin makakover entirely yung 22 sections in depth Pero you can read it at the official Gazette website under Philippine Constitutions. The Bill of Rights covers the rights of every citizen in the country. From Section 1, No person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall any person be denied the equal protection of the laws. Further sections include Section 2, the right of the people against unreasonable searches and seizures. Section 3, right to privacy of communications. Section 4, freedom of speech, of expression, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and petition government for redress of grievances. Section 5 states the right to free exercise of any religion without any discrimination or preference. Section 6, Liberty of Abode and Right to Travel. Section 7, Right of the People to Information and Matters of Public Concern. Section 8, Right of the People to Form Unions, Associations, or Societies for Purposes Not Contrary to Law. Section 9 states, Private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. Section 10, no law impairing the obligation of contracts shall be passed. Section 11, free access to the courts and quasi-judicial bodies and adequate legal assistance. Section 12 states the right to be informed of his right to remain silent and to have competent and independent counsel, preferably of his own choice. No torture, forced violence, threat, intimidation, Secret detention places, solitary, incommunicado, or other similar forms of detention are prohibited. 
Any confession obtained in violation of this or Section 17 shall be inadmissible in evidence against him. The law shall provide for penal and civil sanctions for violations of this section, as well as compensation to and rehabilitation of victims of torture or similar practices and their families. Section 13 states the right to bail shall not be impaired even when the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus is suspended. Excessive bail shall not be required. Section 14, the right to due process, having the presumption of innocence, and they shall be heard, they should be informed of the nature of accusation, and they have the right to speedy, impartial, and public trial, and the right to meet witnesses face-to-face. Section 15, the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus shall not be suspended except in cases of invasion or rebellion when the public safety requires it. Section 16, all persons shall have the right to a speedy disposition of their cases before all judicial, quasi-judicial, or administrative bodies. Section 17, no person shall be compelled to be a witness against himself. Ito yung Fifth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution that protects one for self-incrimination. So, Powell shall maging witness against himself. Section 18. No person shall be detained solely by reason of his political beliefs and aspirations. No involuntary servitude in any form shall exist except as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. Section 19. Excessive fines shall not be imposed, nor cruel, degrading, or inhuman punishment inflicted. Neither shall the death penalty be imposed unless for compelling reasons involving heinous crimes. The Congress hereafter provides for it. Any death penalty already imposed shall be reduced to reclusion perpetua. The employment of physical, psychological, or degrading punishment against any prisoner or detainee or the use of substandard or inadequate penal facilities under subhuman conditions shall be dealt with by law. Section 20. No person shall be imprisoned for debt or non-payment of a poll tax. Section 21. No person shall be twice put in jeopardy of punishment for the same offense. If an act is punished by a law and an ordinance, conviction or acquittal under either shall constitute a bar to another prosecution for the same act. And lastly, Section 22, no ex post facto law or bill of attainder shall be enacted. Along with those rights, poses a greater importance with the context we have with the political situation of the Philippines now, especially on the most contested law passed in the Philippines, the Anti-Terror Law 2020. Nagalat yan sa lahat ng news articles, having reports of different organizations filing a petition to turn down the RA-11749 or the Anti-Terrorism Act of 2020 whose intent is to prevent, prohibit, and penalize terrorism in the Philippines. 
It was signed by President Duterte last July 3, 2020, taking effect on July 18, 2020, at official na ang pinapalitan ang Human Security Act of 2007. Ito ay ginawa nilang resolution para sa umiigting na conflict with terrorism. At dahil nga doon, ang intent ay mawaksi ng tuluyan ng terrorism. Pero maraming sections under this RA-11749 ang nagka-contradict mismo sa Bill of Rights ng 1987 Constitution. So the following are the contested sections in the Anti-Terror Law 2020. First is the ambiguity of the definition of terrorism stated, quote-unquote, citizens may now second-guess whether their actions could be considered by the state as terrorism, producing a chilling effect that violates constitutional rights to due process, free speech, and expression. Comparing dun sa definition ng terrorism under Human Security Act of 2007, mas vague at broad ang description ng definition ng terrorism dito sa Anti-Terror Law 2020. Kung kaya't ito yung kinakatahot ng mga tao na baka hindi natin malaman yung boundaries dahil nga hindi definite yung description or yung pagkakadefine ng terrorism, yung mismong act na pinapatawa ng parusa under this law, hindi natin malalaman kung terrorism na ba yung ginagawa natin. And at the same time, dun maaring magkaroon ng violation na ma- overpower ng mga committees na nag-i-implement ng law na to yung rights natin as citizens of the Philippines. On Section 16 of Anti-Terror Law 2020, it also contradicts sections on surveillance violating the people's rights to due process and to privacy of communication and correspondence, Section 2 ng Bill of Rights, rights to freedom of speech, expression, and religion, Sections 4 and 5 ng Bill of Rights, Right Against Unreasonable Searches and Seizures, Section 3, and the Accused Right to Presumption of Innocence, Section 14. Section 34 naman ng Anti-Terror Law 2020, it is also being questioned for violating the person's right to travel, Section 6 ng Bill of Rights, right to incommunicado detention, Section 12 ng Bill of Rights, and also the right to bail, Section 13. And this could also be considered torture, Section 12. SRA 9745 punishes mental and psychological torture that can occur in detention, Section 12. Ayan, so under naman Section fi- Sections 5 to 14 ng Anti-Terror Law 2020, it is also being contested in violating the freedom of speech. 
any group that helps people suspected of being terrorists can be penalized under providing material support, which runs counter to the freedom of association and freedom of religion. It will be guilt by association, which is a fallacy, and contradicts Section 4 and 5 ng Article 3 of the 1987 Constitution. And lastly, yung Section 56 of Anti-Terror Law. It repeals the violation to mandate the compensation to victims of torture and the right to due process. Kasi sa Human Security Act, tama, sa Human Security Act of 2007, mayroong section na nakaayon and nakalaan for the compensation of victims of torture. Na if ever mayroong mag-violate ng sections under the Human Security Act of 2007, magkakaroon ng compensation of 500,000 pesos minimum for each day na, na violate yung rights ng accused. And with that, it contradicts Section 12 and Section 14 of Article 3, 1987 Constitution. So, ayan, ba? These are the only things that contradicts the Bill of Rights. Wala pa yung Service Penal Code and the Constitution itself. Kaya rin marami talagang petitions with a total of 37 filed against this law. Kasi affected na mismo yung Bill of Rights, which is the framework of the Constitution, na siyang nagmamantin ng boundaries of the powers of state on every individual. Hindi lang siya yung typical set of knowledge na kailangan aralin for a module or for a project like this. It is vital to be aware of our rights. We may be citizens who follow the laws religiously, knowing what's right and wrong, but we should also know the limits that the state has power on us. The relationship between the state and every citizen should be symbiotic and it should be that way always. Isulong ang ating karapatan, manindigan sa ating kalayaan. Thank you for tuning in on our first episode. And that's it. See you in our next episode here in Visavi. Bye-bye! Oh, 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 oh,